Time for rolling. Hey, how's everyone doing? Endless 55 here, and welcome to episode 13 of Time for Rolling Esports. On this episode, Creed and I we talk about all of NA's week one of Split 2 on this new 2.3 meta. Uh, we didn't get to watch much of EU, so we decided just not to talk about them this week. Uh, we do want to give a shout out to Fnatic. They did win EU uh, the bunker. They were at boot camp all week, so it looks like it worked out for them. So congrats to Fnatic for winning week one of Split 2. Uh, on this episode, we break down and talk about each draft, all the matches and all the matchups and the new changes. Also some stats on picked and banned heroes. Um, if you want to give us a follow, you can follow us at Twitter, at TFR underscore esports. You can keep up with us there. We'll be you know, tweeting out things about matches, doing giveaways, and other things like that. Um, that's pretty much all I have for announcements, and I'll let you guys get into this episode. So I hope you enjoy episode 13. targets that is one trade t tigers is still pretty healthy tries to jump in he finds one this is a big turnaround for liberation x they might get the third they might find an ace here on two lost boy top surrey strike it's not oh. enough it goes down he might go for donna twips he's gonna get one he's gotta get two lost boy oh, lost boy top he does it he gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret he lives Time for rolling. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Uh, Endless55 here. I am joined with Crude Sloth sitting right next to me. How's it going? Going pretty good, man. How are you? Doing pretty well. This is episode 13. We are back doing our recap. That was my phone. Let's go ahead and turn that off. <laughs> Whoops. It's a good start to this uh, episode 13. But. Day one was pretty crazy. Day two was pretty nuts. It was a good first week for uh, 2.3, I think. Yeah, split two look shaping up to be pretty exciting. I think split two is way more exciting than split one so far. You're saying that now because you got probably two new teams. Well, for the NXI, I guess we should say we have two new teams in there. So it's, I mean, yeah, it's exciting to see new people. But by week three, you might be like, eh, okay, I'm ready for live championships. It's the meta that I think I'm going to enjoy so much. Okay. So we took, I took a little stats this week to figure out who was being banned and picked. So for NA between these two days, I'm just going to name the people that weren't picked just because there's so many that were picked. So the, t the heroes that were not picked in A were Catherine, Jewel, Kroll, and Rhyme and Rona. So Rona, Rhyme, Cruel, and Jewel. Who uses those heroes? You. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, isn't that crazy? That I was those, like, man, cruel hasn't because I was like, those are crazy. all pretty popular picks in EU, like Kavalavar, Rona pick. Even we saw yeah. what's the guy's what's his proper name? It's, he typed it out in Russian. It's Pachik. Yeah, Pachik. He pulled out a Rona lane. Um, you know, we see Leon on that rhyme. I'm the Doom on that rhyme. Um, Jewel was a Waldemar, you know, famous lane pick. So like, those are major picks for EU. NA doesn't touch them. Completely different. That's why I'm so excited for the, li for the live championships. Because is, is it something that NA sleeps on and EU like is going to pull that on them? And NA is going to be like, I have no idea how to deal with this. Or is like, something that NA is going to pull on EU that EU yeah, sleeping on? I don't like, know. 
I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Gwen was picked 14 times. I think besides, I have everything besides the final matchup between TSM and Hammers. Um, I may have missed one, but she was picked 14 times and banned three. So that's that's 17 times, maybe even more. Gwen was picked. Gwen's probably the number one leader yeah, right now. Yeah. We're seeing this tension both swing over on her, but we'll talk about that later when we break down these matches. First matchup, we got Rogue versus TSM. Um, we should probably do a point breakdown of what each team got. What it, what yeah. each team has going in this first split. I know we have you know the two new teams coming out of um, Tribe and Tempo Storm. One on one got picked up by Tempo Storm. I was a little sad. I really wanted uh, Team Liquid to jump into the Vainglory scene, but they have not yet. Tempo Storm. I actually hadn't heard too much about them, but. Uh, I'm so happy to have them, you know, yeah, in the absolutely. scene. It'll be fun to have two new kind of bigger organizations, Tribe. They got a good amount of following on their Twitter page. And same with Tempo. They're definitely a multi-organization platform. So uh, for NA, the point breakdown, we got Team Solomon with 27, Cloud9 with 20, Hammers with 17, Gangstars with 16, Immortals with 5, Rogue with 4. And then we got, um, let's see, who took Echo Fox's spot? Libex, which is... Tribe was zero, and at the bottom is Temple Storm. You had to do the thinking there. Yes, but now <laughs> Temple Storm, well, whatever. We'll get to that. I'm not going to do any spoilers. Don't ruin anything. First matchup, kind of a rough matchup going in. We kind of knew it may be a struggle. I'm super excited for Rogue this split, though, even though they did drop 0-2 to TSM. I think it'll be good, fun to see Rogue play Tribe and Tempo and see how they play against those two teams. And see if they can, uh, you know, actually perform well against other teams besides TSM. TSM looks strong as always. Uh, you want to break down the draft for this game one? Yeah. So starting now, uh, Team Solo Mid was on the A side. Rogue was on the B side. Um, so for the first ban, we got TSM banning out Lyra, and then Rogue countered that with the Adagio. So we still see the healers being, uh, you know, focused. I guess a little bit more uh, for this first game, at least. Uh, so for the first pickups, Team Solomed went up, went ahead and picked up Lance, and Rogue supplies, surprisingly came out and picked up Finn. We haven't seen Finn be picked that very or very much in split one. In split one, yeah. So split let's series. see if this changes. Yeah, obviously. But um, so the next bands we got Glaive being banned out, and then Rogue bands out Grumpjaw. And I know that Rogue and TSM scrim, so I was interested. I was like, hmm, I wonder if Rogue's worried about you know maybe Flash X getting that Grumpjaw in this new meta if they're if we're gonna see more of this. But, Which that's what we kind of see this trend after these games. We're like, it's not just Rogue, it's yeah. everyone. Yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye on that throughout this split. Um, so then for the final pickups, we see Team Solomid get the Kashka and the Gwen. I think it's a great pickup for Von C and that Kashka. Obviously, we know that's one of his stronger heroes, if not his arguably the strongest hero for him. Uh, and then we see Rogue pick up a Celeste and a Kestrel. Yeah, we saw Hammy on that Celeste, and I was kind of excited to see uh, a Celeste back in or you know a Crystal Laner. It uh, didn't really work out too well for them, mostly because you let TSM get the two most comfortable picks out there. A Gwen, which, you know, Chuck played a lot of that during Worlds, and you got Von Sian Kashka, who is a nightmare for Celeste just because of her her speed. It's hard to hit those uh, core collapse and really keep Kashka tame. And uh, Von Sian's ability to uh, turret dive and to just really – it's just ridiculous. He knows his limits on that hero, and, and it's pretty insane. Um, he can balance that aggro, the turret, so well. And he just, just knows when he can go in with that movement speed and just when he's going to get a kill, when he's not. And 
he had flash on that land. So, I mean, it wasn't like someone who can always, you know, throw out a heel or be right there necessary to help him. But, um, yeah, that grump draw ban was pretty interesting. And, unfortunately, this game didn't go too well for them. They couldn't – they tried to play the late game against them, which is kind of rough to do when you allow a tension bow win and a Kashka, which that's major early game. And the snowball kind of took effect. And yeah, I mean, Celeste just never had time to really ramp up and get going. Obviously, we know with, you know, when she gets level eight, she gets her range increased. And that's, she's more of that late game hero. She can start really doing some serious damage then. And it was just TSM, the snowball turning into an avalanche, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, I mean, Sib's on that. I mean, Kestrel, he doesn't really, wasn't really get able to get off much damage. You know, he went one and five, and he tried to do that, you know, the traditional. No sorrow blade, double tyrants on that Kestrel. That's still a pretty common build because of the crit. Um, Hammy didn't even get to his breaking or his broken myth. So TSM had a strong first game, and I kind of wanted to see in the second draft for them for Rogue to maybe ban away uh, that Gwen or maybe ban away that Kashka. Uh, so TSM wins that game 10-3. Uh, game two, uh, we see Rogue on side A right away. You know, their first ban is – uh, Grumpjaw. So the stats on Grumpjaw for this day one, he was banned or picked eight times, and he was banned five times. He was banned more than Gwyn. Gwyn was only banned three times. So that just shows that, like, is he that big? Is he that big of an annoyance for teams where they don't want to be seeing that? They don't want to have a chance to take away a whole member from a team fight. Uh, I mean, Gwyn has had major success on day one, even day two with her win rate. So. I mean, banning away Gwen, maybe it's not necessary because of a wing, Ringo in a box. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at it, too. You got to remember, Grumpjaw is still our newest hero. So, I mean, at, obviously, this meta is shifting. We're going to see if um, maybe that this Grumpjaw, once the teams get more and more used to it, they figure out more and more with this Grumpjaw, whether it will be more bans or more picks. So, it'll be something to keep an eye on for the threat, um, this split at least. Yeah, so Team Solomid, they follow up and ban away that Lance. Uh, we see Lance being banned away a lot more. I think Lance is just – he's when you're playing these dive comps or someone who jumps in, jumps out, Lance can be just a really big annoyance with those Githian walls. Uh, so first pickups, we see both healers getting picked up. Rogue with Adagio, Team Solomid with uh, Lyra. Second round of bans, we see Rogue. They go ahead and ban that Kosh. I think that was a really smart move. And then Team Solomon bans away that's Glaive, which Glaive has been another majorly banned hero, which and I don't even think it's just for him being like that cooldown anymore. It's that weapon power Glaive that a lot of people don't want to deal with. And just his afterburn is just, it's kind of like that Grumpjaw all. It's Glaive's afterburn that makes a difference. Grumpjaw's stuff that makes a difference. Right. Then we see the, uh, the last two pickups for Rogue was a Flicker and an Idris. So. Yeah, uh, Rogue trying to pull the uh, flash checks. Uh, flicker, flicker out, yeah, we'll see. Which we saw flashbacks on that Lyra, lay down an insane amount of scouts and just you know to kind of you know, keep evolve under tabs. And uh, we see Team Solomon's last two bank or last two pickups. They pick up the Gwen again in a sky, which sky has been. We had talked about this guy maybe coming back in a meta. This crystal, you know, crystal junglers are meta. So we thought, where's Sky been? You know, she can jungle well. And we saw Bonsi never play Sky split one and. On seed had a really great game on this guy. I was excited to see Sibs on the Idris at least. He was, you know, paired with this Flicker. I was going to see, you know, normally you see um, Flicker paired up with like uh, uh, Ringo. I almost had starting all over. Uh, so used to saying that, but like a Ringo or a Vox or something like that. You don't really see Idris um, be picked that very much, I guess, or what we've seen lately. So I was interested to see 
um, how much they've played with this comp, how well they knew this comp, if they could do some serious damage with this comp. Um, Sibs just wasn't really able to last during those fights to get any damage off against TSM. So, yeah, I mean, during the engagements and during like each fight, it was just more like Rogue immediately running and TSM. They just, I feel like that's like kind of a common theme. It's just TSM is kind of like that bully during these matches. When they get ahead, they get comfortable. A lot of teams just kind of, you know, run. And that's when teams have to, you know, be proactive, not reactive. We hear that a lot. Uh, they need to be able to make the moves to uh, uh, engage and not necessarily let TSM decide when they're most comfortable, when they're most ready to engage. So, uh, you know, we see TSM take that game pretty handily, 15 to 3, and uh, TSM move on to day two. Uh, so our next matchups, we see Gangstars versus Immortals, which I was pretty excited to see. I thought Immortals maybe have a strong first week and maybe even upset Gangstars, which wasn't the case for this day, but uh, we saw a little bit of hope from Immortals. Yeah, so let's go ahead and dive into the draft here real quick for the first game. Uh, so Gangstars is on side A, Immortals on side B. So right away we see Gangstars eliminate the Lance, they get rid of that, and then Immortals come back and they eliminate the Lyra, which leaves the Adagio pick open for Gangstar. So they uh, they picked that up for Wrecked right away. Uh, or I'm sorry, well, they picked up the Adagio, but they ended up picking up a Finn later on too. So the next bands come in are Ringo and Flicker. So Immortals got rid of the Flicker, and then Gangstar's picks up the Finn, and then the Black Feather. So right there, you can see that, I mean, they have those flex picks that, Originally, I thought it would be or wrecked on the Adagio, but they also picked up that Finn. So the final two pickups for Immortals were Gwen and Kashka. So if they do that tension bow build with that Gwen in that early game Kashka, that could, they could really snowball the Gangstars. And yeah, I mean, I think this is where I don't know if Grumpjaw's quite yet fit in the meta just because, I mean, a Fortress here paired up with this tension bow Gwen, like, you know, with the Kashka, I thought would have been a very good pick. Uh, I know teams practice this. The stuffed is a big part of this grump draw in these team fights. So I know it, it works for them, but, you know, maybe seeing a fortress or like an Arden come out, maybe it would allow the mortals to be a little more aggressive early game and maybe have a snowball effect. Uh, you know, Zeno, he pulls out that black feather again for the first time of the week. And I think it's a pretty strong hero of his. He went seven and one. We've seen him have a lot of success on these past uh, heroes, but uh, you know, veins on that grump draw, uh, I think the main issue was they kept eating Zeno during these fights, but the team weren't focusing on Iraqi to try to kill him. Yeah, I mean, I saw at one point that um, Vane's, you know, he, I think he uh, picked up, I think it was Zeno. I can't remember 100% anyway, but Vane started going the other way with him, with uh, Grumpshaw already eating him, and the other guys were going, or the other two were going the other way. So it was like they were splitting up. Well, when, when Vane spits out, that character, you want to be right there and try to eliminate him really quick. And it ended up that, uh, whether it was Blackfeather or Adagio, I can't remember, but they he took out the entire rest of Immortals' team right there. Yeah, they focus on eating Xeno throughout these team fights. And when he's inside Grump Draw, there's nothing you can do with Xeno. So why wait for him to get spit out? You need to kill Iraqi right away. Like you, 2v1, you have to wipe off Iraqi. If Iraqi was surviving, he was healing himself, getting found from, you know, wreck. So, like, they weren't being able to get rid of Iraqi. Xeno would get popped out full health and just come back to the fights and help, you know, absolutely destroy Immortals. They didn't really do a good job of focusing. They didn't really have quite, you know, quite this synergy during this game. You know, we heard that from Sui on the desk after the game. And, like, you know, he said, game two, if they kind of, you know, get their shot calls together, you know, when they can start targeting the same people, 
they're going to see a lot more success, which I think that's what we did see in game two. Immortals played a lot better game against uh, gang stars in this game two. And I think they got, you know, maybe more little comfortable picks and kind of outdrafted gang stars in this matchup. We see uh, Immortals right away ban away that Lyra. Gang stars go ahead and ban away that Adagio. Uh, first pickup for Immortals was that Lance, and then Gangsters pick up that Finn, which we know Finn can't be moved around, can't be impaled. So Finn's a definitely a tanky, you know, just a wall against that Lance. Uh, we see Immortals ban away that Black Feather. Didn't want to deal with Xeon that Black Feather again. And then we see Gangsters go ahead and ban away a Ringo, which was not banned that much or picked that much in this first week. A Ringo hasn't been touched as much as we've seen in the past. Last two pickups for Immortals, we see them pick up that Gwen and then the Glaive. So we can assume that Glaive is going to be um, that cooldown Glaive with the Aftershock uh, Storm Crown. And then we see Gangsters pick up that Kestrel and then Alpha on that, which means Xeno's going to be on the Alpha and that Kestrel's going to be a weapon power up in that lane on uh, Iraqi. Yeah, I mean, Immortals played much better this game. It, you could see right from the beginning they were playing much better at uh, team fights or their rotations or taking objectives that they they did a much better job of rotating and taking down the turrets and winning team fights. Um, the lance against the alpha was clutch with the with the Githian walls to knock back from the prime directives. Uh, he he did very well with that and keeping Xenotech away and out of the fight, not getting into the back line on that Gwen on Dienzio. So uh, props to Gaines for doing that and doing a very good job of it. Yeah, we saw uh, DNZO build attention bow game one, and he lost on the Gwen. And then game two, he builds uh, Sorrow Blade, Bone Saul, and maybe a Breaking Point or something else. He didn't build attention bow, which, you know, he had more success, I felt like, on this build and didn't attention bow. So I'm curious, maybe hearing stuff from um, Sweep, why he built this and what the situation was for him not to build attention bow. Maybe just being like Alpha, who has that, you know, the double life and maybe getting the early game tension, but doesn't necessarily work in this case. But I mean, Iraqi went three and three, Xena went three and six. They really just couldn't get much going when it came to team fights and actually finishing to get aces. Uh, Immortals basically had a lot more map control. Um, so that's basically why I think Immortals had such a successful game against Gangstars in this third match. They focused a lot better. And when Xeno did get into the back line, you know, Alpha just being able to use her schedule or, uh, Gwen getting used her skedaddle, getting away from Alpha, really is what helped Xeno kind of dominate this game. We see Immortals win it thir- or twelve to seven. Um, so moving on to this game three, we get our first game three of the week. First week, not going to be our last game three, that's for sure. Uh, we see the draft coming out of Gangstars. You want to break this down? Yeah. So Gangstars on the back on the A side, and Immortals back on the B side. Uh, first ban for Gangstars is Lance. Then Immortals go ahead and ban out Adagio. So that leaves for the first pickup, Gangstars, go ahead and pick up that Lyra. And then Immortals, which I thought was a smart choice, they pick up that Fortress. Um, so then we see for the bands, then again, the band two, uh, Gangstars ban out Glaive, and then Immortals ban out Petal. So for our last pickups here, we got Gangstars picking up uh, Kestrel and Gwen. So we know that Xenotech is probably going to be on that Kestrel, uh, just because we don't normally see a CP Gwen. So Xenotech on that uh, CP Kestrel, and then Iraqi on the Weapon Power Gwen. Uh, and then for Immortals, they go ahead and pick up Vox. And then another very interesting pickup, they go ahead and do the Grunk Jaw. So I, we were interested to see, you know, was was it going to be a, a CP Fortress or was it going to be more of a Rome Grunk Jaw or maybe the Weapon Power Grunk Jaw? Um, what was your opinion on that pickup with the Grunk Jaw? 
Uh, it ended up being Vane's being on that grim draw with Aloha going that CP uh, Fortress. Not quite sure why they went back to the grump draw. They didn't have much success. They didn't really execute him well during that first game. Uh, I think he is strong right now, and he does have a place. But I think Immortals maybe was forcing it too much and thinking, oh, he's strong, we have to play him. And maybe that's not always the case. Maybe you could have, uh, you know, played just another – I think there may have been a lot more stronger picks where you could have just played that fortress as that jungle or as the Rome captain and get a better jungler. But I mean, fortress is very strong as a jungler as well. We didn't even see um, Vane's or Aloha finish the aftershock. So he didn't even really get that power spike throughout this game. It was a 17 minute game. It's kind of surprised he got the storm crown way before he got the aftershock. And, you know, he just didn't really have much damage coming out of Aloha. Everything was kind of put on top of, uh, DNZO, but you know, Gangster just had a much better draft this round. Getting uh, Zeno on that tension bow, Gwen, and the snowball effect kind of really just took into play this game. And you know, Zeno with that uh, crystal Kestrel really allowed him to sit back and poke and allow Iraqi to go, you know, 10 to this game. And I think it was a much stronger game for Gangstars. I was still wasn't that impressed with them, they didn't have that domination like we saw out of TSM in that first game. So I was gonna be interested to see how. Gangstars was going to do in day two against whoever they played since they did kind of struggle against this Immortals team who only is sitting at five points right now. Yeah, so moving on, we have our next matchup is going to be Tribe uh, versus Tempo, the two new teams that were picked up. So um, obviously Tempo is the one formerly known as 101 and Tribe was formerly known as LibX. So uh, let's dive into the draft here. Uh, so for the first band, we got Lyra being banned out, and then we got Grumpjaw being banned out for each. Uh, so for the first pickup, Tribe goes ahead and picks up the Lance, and then uh, Tempo goes ahead and picks up the Glaive. Uh, for the second band, it was interesting. Tribe also banned up Adagio, so they got rid of both the healers. Uh, thought it was interesting that Tempo didn't pick up a healer, but they go ahead and ban out Akashka, which allows Tribe to go ahead and pick up the Gwen, and then they pick up the Kestrel. And that allows Tempo then to go ahead and pick up the Vox and then an Arden. So we haven't seen Arden very much yet this meta. So it was interesting to see that Arden get picked up as well. Yeah, it was nice to see them play a Glaive um, and not just put that Glaive into the captain position and get Arden out there, who's still just as strong, has a very strong Vanguard. And um, I think Tribe banning away Adagio is kind of weird. Maybe they just don't like Adagio into the comp they were trying to run. Uh, they actually ran the comp we just saw come out of Gangstars with that Kestrel and um, Gwen. So uh, we saw in this game, they're the whole series all together, really. Uh, you know, the old Lib and one-on-one battles. We saw them battle back and forth during Challenger series. Uh, the first game with one-on-one or Tempo, they were still known as one-on-one. On, yeah, I know. That's why I, I, keep, I keep struggling with it, too. So it's like, They didn't technically get picked up until after Saturday, or it was announced. It may have been known. But I think um, maybe Tempo was just waiting to see how it went day one. And like, <laughs> oh, if I did bad on day one, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll wait. We're going to pick up another team. We're going <laughs> a different route, sorry. Yeah, but they, they ended up picking them up after Saturday. So today or Sunday – or day two was their first time actually playing underneath the Tempo title. But this first game, we saw Tempo win it, and it was a lot closer than I thought it was uh, going to be just because of I thought Tribe was going to kind of steamroll them with this 
Tenshinbo, Gwen, and then Kestrel. Um, game two, we see Tribe. I mean, completely switched up their whole like what they were trying to do in the first game, and I think they kind of threw off tempo with the Drass. We saw them try pull out this pedal and the Gwen with the Fortress paired up, and I actually thought it was a good idea to have a Fortress, which was not necessary. It doesn't really pair up with a dive comp. Pedal's not necessarily a dive hero. The pedal does a good job with that, you know, that trampoline getting in there and um, did a really good job on this pedal in this game two and Tribe actually take game two for 101. I think I'm just skipping through these first and second games. I just want to get to game three because game three is where I was super frustrated. We've seen Arden come out of tempo again in game two. So we have Arden twice. So yeah. Arden still sticking around a little bit. Not quite as much as Finn was, which I was surprised throughout this whole matchup that Finn was around for as much as he was. But in this second and the last matchup, let's break down this draft since this was the game three and this was the exciting one. Uh, Tribe inside A, they ban away that Glaive. Tempo, they go ahead and ban away that Lance. Uh, Tribe goes in and picks up the Lyra. And then Tempo picks up the Kestrel. Second round of bans, we see Tribe ban out the Kashka. And then Tempo ban out the Gwyn. In the last two pickups for Tribe, we see um, they pick up Petal. And then they pick up the Vox, which status. He was the one I wanted to talk about because he was on the Petal in that last game two and he went five by one and did really well on the pedal and there's a lot of other heroes out there he could play like Taka or you know another type of crystal jungler that's more this power person or power hero but status he's played a lot of pedal he put a lot of pedal in the challengers and he kind of pulls it out during these these matchups as well and this game three uh we see uh tempo go ahead and pick up that Finn and then pick up that Ringo. So the final comps for Tribe and or Tempo are Lyra Pedal Vox and Temple on the Kestrel Finn and Ringo. So during this game, we see Tribe have an eight to zero lead. They're winning the whole game, probably around 19, 20 minutes. Complete heartbreak. Complete heartbreak. They should have won because yeah. Tempo rotates down. They start cracking. For some reason, Tribe wanted to stop them. They had a lot of turrets up. It wasn't like if they got cracking, the game would be over. So Tribe kind of awkwardly goes in to stop Kraken. Tempo ends up getting Kraken and acing them all within seconds. They push down with the Kraken and end up winning the, end up winning the game. So I was just surprised that they didn't maybe just let them have Kraken, let them have one turret, and then get 500 gold off of it because they were winning all the team fights. You know, I mean, like you said, they were winning eight to nothing, and that final they ended up losing eight to three. Which just the three kills, cracking, boom, game over. Yeah, I mean, during a late game like that, you can't really give up a, you know, an ace where they're allowed to really make big moves and get some of those objectives down. And we saw, you know, Tempo, they go ahead and take this, honestly steal this game three from Libex and get two points and actually get on the board for themselves and uh, move on to day two. So let's dive in here. We got Cloud9 on side A, Hammers on side B. Um, so first up, we see the Cloud9, they ban out the Lance. Hammers go ahead and ban out the um, Lyra. So it's kind of weird. I mean, Cloud9 goes ahead and picks up Gwen right away after getting two of the, I guess, captain rolls banned out first. They go ahead and pick up a, a carry roll. Uh, so that leaves Hammers to go ahead and pick up a, a Glaive. And then Cloud9 comes back and, ha- er, and bans out the Adagio. Uh, Hammers go ahead and ban out the Akashka. They don't want to see that on the fold. 
Um, Cloud9 comes back and picks up for their final two. They go ahead and pick up Sky and then Flicker. And then Hammers goes ahead and picks up Kestrel and Samuel. I thought that was a great pickup, uh, getting the Samuel out there. I And the Samuel, Samuel and Kashka, or Kashka, Kestrel together are both great uh, poke comps, a poke comp there. Uh, really be able to zone out the other team. Yeah, I mean, seeing two Tigers on Samuel, it's not really his – know forte he's kind of more of that pedal talk uh, kashka in your face blow you up and it's kind of interesting to see him play one of those later game heroes who really shines in the late game and ct tigers have success i was interested to see you know cloud nine versus hammers these teams have kind of been up and down and beating tsm in the finals once they get there so i was kind of interested to see whoever you know, comes out of this game to face maybe TSN in the finals in day two. I mean, it's T-Tigers, so it's really doubt them. No, I definitely didn't <laughs> doubt them. I mean, Samuel is someone that we've seen picked, and he's pretty strong when it comes to, you know, late game and that drifting dark and, the you know, his verdict and whatever it's Malice called. Or Malice and verdict. You know, the AOE damage can be ridiculous. And if you got a frost burn, you get three people stuck in that. It's just like, oh, I'm taking huge chunks of damage coming off of a – uh, Samuel who's just slowly walking away yeah. and it's been kind of fun. I haven't played him that much in this patch, two point three. I know you used to play him a lot. Yeah, I haven't really played him that much in this patch yet either. I'd be mostly because you just watch Zeno play it all the time. <laughs> like, sure. look, this is Zeno plays it, so I'm gonna play it and it must be good. <laughs> yeah. You could always bait me just let me not play captain this game. <laughs> so I can be in the all props to Zeno. So. Yeah, but so for this first game, Hammers versus Cloud9, um, you know, seeing T-Tigers on that, Samuel, um, it was kind of a pretty back-and-forth game, kind of like we saw previous with Tribe in 101 or Tempo. We'll, we'll never we'll never stop They just switched their name, too, from, like, One Piece 101. They were just starting to call themselves 101, and then they go ahead and get picked up. So I'm like – Maybe it'll be changed by next week. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, Team Liquid will pick them up or something. I'm to do Team Liquid. They need to join Bangor. You guys are sleeping for no reason. Sleeping, sleeping. You're sleeping on us. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really have much to talk about this first game. The final score was seven to seven. We saw, you know, this late game team fight uh, go Hammers way and allow Hammers to, uh, you know, take game one. Uh, I was interested to see what Gabe and his squad was going to be able to switch, maybe draft a little differently in this game two to get uh, that win and of course the game three. Uh, we see for this game two matchup, at least, we see Hammers ban away that Lyra and then Cloud9 ban away that Lance. We see Hammers go right away and pick up that Glaive, and then Cloud9 decides to pick up the Adagio, which they just banned last game. Don't know if it depends on their, you know, hero comp <laughs> or why they wanted to ban away Adagio. Maybe because they're on side Bs, they had to pick it up and they didn't have a chance to ban it. But then they go ahead and ban away that Kestrel. Hammers come back and ban away the Kashka. Then we see pickup for Hammers. Final pickup is Samuel and Box. And the final pickups for Cloud9 is Gwen and Taka, which is I Love Justice's probably most famous, most comfortable pick of that Taka. Interested to see what kind of havoc he can wreak out of the jungle with maybe Aftershock, Shatterglass, you know, whatever he decides to go with on that Taka. Yeah, and I love that pickup not only because it's like one of his better heroes, but also because it's um, Taka's a great counter to like a Box or a Samuel being able to you know, um, box and be able to get in the back line and be able to do some serious damage and then be able to get back out. Um, so I think that was a great pickup for Cloud9 and getting I love Joseph on that, on that hero. I mean, the worst thing about Samuel is him drifting away and getting farther and farther away from you. So with like a box, 
who also isn't necessarily getting in your face. He's kind of getting, you know, those residents off. Taka can box, maybe sneak around and just blow up that Samuel in the back yeah. and, you know, really make two tigers or even uh, starting all over his life much more difficult on those carries. And so then, like, in that first game, they kind of just got to run free and didn't really have much fear coming from Cloud9 inside. So, I mean, this game, too, is a much better – pair for cloud nine i thought at least with that quinn and that taka obviously starting all over uh we haven't really seen him on his ringo you know he's kind of been playing kestrel kind of playing box not ringo as much as he used to in 2.2 i don't know if it's just because there's a lot of other heroes that are just as strong that stutter step it's the stutter step yeah it's the stutter step Gwen doesn't necessarily. I think Gwen may be easier to play with the tension bow buck shots paired up that tension bow is pretty strong so like, yeah, we're seeing Gwen having great success, and Cloud9 play Gwen pretty fantastically in this game two, and they go ahead and take game two to force another game three for this day one. We've seen a lot of game threes, which is good. It shows yeah. that these teams are starting to Absolutely. figure things out and start, you know, even off the playing field. So um, game, game three, you want to go ahead and break down the draft for game three? Yeah, so for game three, we got uh, Cloud9 on side A, we got Hammers on side B. So right away for Dan's, we see the – Cloud9 ban out Glaive, and then Hammers goes ahead and gets rid of that Kashka. Uh, Cloud9 then picks up a Lyra, so Hammers has a Daggio if they want to, but they decide not to pick it, and they go ahead and get Kestrel. So for the next two bans, then we go ahead and see Cloud9 ban out um, get that Lance, and then Hammers actually bans away that Taka. Interesting uh, ban there, but I think it's a smart ban, in my opinion. It's probably because they had so much issue with Isla Joseph in the yeah. last game yeah. that they were like, I'm not dealing with that Taka again. And they go ahead and pick up that Samuel later on once again. So I think Samuel is strong enough, but that Taka really struggles with it. Yep. So Cloud9 then go ahead and pick up Petal and Gwen. And then, like you said, Hammer goes ahead and picks up the Fortress and then Samuel's frowned out the draft. Yeah, I should see that Fortress. You know, I'm not the biggest fan when Fortress is paired up with two heroes that aren't really good at diving in or you know fortress is, he wants to run in the fight with the with a teammate so uh fortress is still strong just because of his you know attack of the pack and that really can cause teams to run away get rid of the like the attack of the pack first before they can fight so i mean fortress they pick up fortress even though they ban kashka there's a lot of mysterious things happening but i mean i'm not going to question hammers they do win this game three mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting, though, too, with Cloud9 picking up that pedal. I mean, they would the Munions can leash that Kestrel and not be able to get that stealth off as much, maybe. So it was an interesting pick to see that as well. All right, so that pretty much wraps it up for day one. So let's go ahead and move over to day two. Talk about these semifinals real quick. Talk about these uh, this championship. And then let's just, uh, you know, we haven't even talked about it yet, but we're just going to give our MVPs out on the fly and kind of just – argue back and forth and we'll figure out who we think uh, deserves MVP for this first split or this first week of split two. So let's go ahead and break down this first matchup. Who do we got for match one? So for match one, we got Tempo Storm taking on Team Solo Mid. Um, you want to go ahead and dive into the first draft then? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So uh, Tempo Storm is on side A, Team Solo Mid is on side B. Right away we see uh, Tempo Storm, they go ahead and ban out the Lyra. Uh, Team Solo Mid counters that by banning out Glaive, which allows Tempo Storm to go ahead and pick up the Lance then. And then we have Team Solo Mid picking up Adagio right away. Um, coming back, we see Tempo Storm, they ban out Kashka. And then Team Solo Mid goes ahead and they ban out Grumpjaw. Uh, team, or Tempo Storm then goes, there's too many teams with T's. Yeah, I think we should either call Tempo Storm Tempo or just Storm. 
abbreviation is TS, which reminds me of Team Secret. No, it's not. They they have to change that. It's going to be T E M P O. T E M P O. I'm pretty sure. Which spells tempo? Or, I'm sorry. T- <laughs> I'm sorry. T M P O. Oh, okay. Thanks for correcting me there. Uh, now I look like an idiot. I think T M P O. Because then T S Storm T S M. Yeah, they weren't allowed to have it because of Team Secret. I I believe. So what was the abbreviation in the first place? T M P O. Yeah. Okay. Not T E M P. Not. I didn't just spell that. All right, anyway, back to the back to the draft. Uh, we got uh, Tempo picking up Samuel and Gwen for their last two pickups, and then Team Solomed picks up the Kestrel and the Taka. Seeing more Taka picks here with this new meta too, I think was kind of interesting. You didn't see as many as many, I guess, in the two point two. Well, I think the trend is that Taka is doing a really good job against the Samuel when all these teams are picking up Samuels. So we're kind of seeing these Taka picks, uh, you know, coming out. It was kind of a poke war. We see. Taka on that Vonsi, um, he plays them, um, but just not as much and not as known like he is for his, like his uh, Kashka or uh, maybe even a pedal. But, uh, you know, he did a good job of kind of wreaking havoc in Samuel's life. I think they're, uh, I almost just said tempo. Like their tempo was good. <laughs> I can't say tempo because of tempo. Their tempo was good against tempo. And they, uh, you know, took first turret. They took the first turret. I think we both discussed how we thought, you know, Tempo looked pretty good in both of these matchups against TSM, even though it was a pretty hard matchup for them coming in, playing a team as strong as TSM. But I think, uh, I think Selena and the other, the other guy that also, Selena had to change his name. Yeah, it's not Selena Gomez. Can't be Gomez anymore. Maybe like, hey, now you're on the big stage. You can't be the name of a famous person. I don't understand that. So you had to just go with Selena. So many name changes lately. I don't get it. Yeah. All right. Anyways, what do you want to say about this matchup? Uh, Also noted, too, that um, when they first talk about tempo, they show, uh, you know, their starting lineup, I guess. And they have Polly in the starting lineup, but Lost Boy Toph did play again. So I'm thinking. I mean, they kind of like it's like Sweet Jay and um, Tasty Bacon. Then we're talking about on the desk that you know, um, maybe they just kind of suck these guys in and out on based on like comps and how how well, what they're going to try to focus on doing. And you know, maybe Lost Boy plays a better you know Lance or Polly plays a better Finn or you know. So it's interesting to see that these guys can all kind of switch in and out. I mean, we've seen Polly play. We know that they're both really good. Lost Boy toss them around for a very long time. So I just thought that was interesting. But back to uh, the actual game. Um, TSM, they also had, they had a good fight at nine minutes. They took Tempo's first turret, which I think kind of, I guess you could say, opened the floodgates a little bit. And uh, that's more of when TSM started to really take control of the game, I feel like. So, she thought it was kind of more of just a poke war early on, teams filling each other out, not yeah. much of, you know, we see TSM do that where they just seem kind of timid. They're going to sit back, do their thing, and wait for their window to pounce. Uh, which is pretty hard, I feel like, for Von C to do. He has grown a lot as a player just from he does kind of be more patient until he knows that he can just win. He knows when he can win. So if he doesn't think he's going to be able to win right now at this point, he's going to you know, get his farm and wait for you know Chuck to get leveled up with him before he starts diving in, trying to do crazy things. With Taka, it's really nice to be able to get maybe a Storm Banner on him and just start stealing away farm a little bit and start you know getting slightly ahead of that Samuel in the jungle. Uh, you know, we see Tempo, they, you know, they did a pretty good job, you know, late on the game with, a, you know, they were trying to get Kraken and they had the good defense against the Kraken at minute 19. It was just kind of, kind of just stall the game out, you know, yeah. and allow. You never know, though. I mean, if 
if they do stall that cracking out and I mean, they get more item spikes or they get more items to get an item spike, uh, it, they could turn the game. I mean, you don't see it very often, but you never know. That's why you play it out to see. Um, I think it, going back to the beginning a little bit, like it, it, TSM showed a lot of respect to Team Tempo. I think they were just nervous. I mean, that's not a team that they've played all the time, like C9 or Gangstars, and know exactly how to play them. So um, I think maybe it was just a little bit of them being like, hey, let's take this a little bit more cautious and kind of see where we go and see how this plays out. Um, but yeah, so I mean, basically, TSM gets the second crack and it's 26th minute, and then TSM pretty much takes the game from there. Um, so they win game one uh, pretty. I guess you could say handedly after the beginning, but um, Tempo put up a pretty good matchup or a pretty good fight. Yeah, I mean, 26 minutes in for TSM. That's a pretty long matchup against a team that's pretty new to Bangalore 8. This is their first week. So, yeah, like you said, TSM definitely showed the respect for Tempo and allowed them to, uh, you know, play their game and feel out who they are. The second game, um, you know, we see kind of the same trend. Uh, the draft, we see TSM ban away that Glaive. Tempo goes ahead and bans away that Lyra. First pickups for TSM, we see Adagio picked up, and then Tempo picks up the Fortress. Uh, second round of bans, we see Tempo ban away that Gwen, which I think is smart. I think a lot more teams should start banning away Gwen. And then we see Team Silver Mid ban away that Kestrel. Uh, last two pickups, we see a Flicker and a Grumpjaw. Interesting combination there. TSM. We see Adagio, Flicker, and Grumpjaw. Who knows? I'm, I've never seen Flicker play to anything but Captain. Don't think Flicker's quite a flex pick yet. Yeah. Who knows what will happen in the future? But right now, Flicker's going to, or at this point, we know Flicker's going to be the captain. And then we see that Grumpjaw go ahead and not going to be in the lane because I don't think Grumpjaw <laughs> in the lane does. So uh, maybe a weapon powered Grumpjaw in this game is pretty exciting to see. I'm as excited to see what uh, Flash X had up his sleeve with this pickup. So, um, yeah, diving in, though, we see pretty much right away. Um, first blood went over to TSM at 42 seconds. That was just um, Sky getting caught out a little bit. But uh, early aggression by Team Silva mid as well. Yeah, so we, we saw some interesting builds in this game just with, you know, Vonsi getting attention bow on that grump draw. That's not something we've seen yet. I uh, know Shock on Jaws, a good build, uh, some type of life steal. But Tension Bow really helps for that early game advantage. We also saw kind of maybe a different build coming out of uh, Selena on that box with that Serpent's Mask. That's not something we've seen being too meta right now. So we'll have to see in the future if that changes or what his whole reasoning behind this life steal was. Maybe try to sustain a little longer to allow that sky to get the damage out. Uh, you know, Lost Boy and then was on that. Uh, uh, fortress which it's not maybe one of his strongest you know Arden's fans or you know he plays a lot of that and he kept kind of getting bullied by you know Grumjaw getting made up getting that stuffed ultimate which allows you know, once you're inside of Grumjaw you can't active you can't fountain you can't do anything so you know if you can take if you have trust in Adagio if you have Chuck to maybe delete either that box or the sky while fortress is stuffed inside Grumpjaw, and that's a good, pretty good game plan for TSM, and that's why maybe Grumpjaw has been banned so much. Yeah, um, we go ahead and see that TSM, they take the Kraken at 16 minutes, they get a good push out of that, but there was also, I mean, Tempo did another good job defending uh, their Vein Crystal. I mean, they did a good job of, you know, trying to fight it off and, and delay out the game, I guess you could say. Um, not every time that, when that Kraken gets on 
unleash is just knocking down church and knocking out the vein. Um, if you can defend that, you have a chance to stay in the game, obviously, and get more items and be able to maybe reverse the game and go and get the win. So they did a good job. I, I was just very impressed with their their Kraken play and team fights around the Kraken. Yeah, that's a, something that's pretty hard to do when you play the game is if there's a Kraken there pushing down, like you have to balance your focus on the Kraken while uh, deciding to execute and to dive in on the enemy team right at the perfect time to, you know, maybe win that team fight from them or, you know, when they need to decide, like, all right, let's just let them, you know, walk with the Kraken, let's just focus Kraken, get Kraken down. That's one thing, you know, we see when we play. It is hard to do sometimes balancing, let's kill Kraken, let's kill the team. And if, if you know you have a chance to jump in and surprise them and ace them, that's when we see a lot of times, oh, they just re-aced us now. They can march down and get some turrets out of it too. So, you know, I think Tempo showing them showing out that they can actually handle themselves against TSM. Uh, I think we're excited to see who Tempo in the future play teams like Gangstars and Hammers and Immortals and see where Tempo can go with this team they have right now. I think they fit right in with these top tier teams, to be honest with you. I mean, they're new. They're from the Challengers. They haven't had that much competition as far as this top tier competition. But I think if they get to play and get, you know, more practicing with as a team and be able to see some of what these guys are doing, I think they can fit right in with these guys. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows what will happen in these next matchups or next weeks. I don't know who Tempo is playing next week. It'll be interesting. I'm ready to get them away from Lib because we've seen Tempo versus <laughs> uh, Tribe a million times. So I'm ready to see them against a team that we haven't seen be able to battle, go head-to-head. But, hey, this next semifinal was – Kind of a disappointment, kind of a, the the normal gangstars we see on day two, which is not the same gangstars we see on day one. It's crazy. They got steamrolled pretty much the same. Like this little section we're going to do right here is going to be about as long as the games last because <laughs> it's going to be like 10 minutes. Um, I mean, let's just go ahead and dive into the first game, I guess. But So we got hammers on side A, gangsters on side B. Hammers right away, they ban out that fin. They don't want a uh, wreck on that fin, so they ban him out. The Gangstars counters that with the Lance Bam, allowing Hammers to go ahead and they pick up a Glaive right away. Um, obviously, pretty much a flex pick right there. We could either be that captain or put him in the jungle. So, interesting to see that. Gangstars come out and they get Adagio. Um, Hammers then comes back, bans out Lyra. Uh, Gangstars also ban out Kestrel. And for the final two pickups, Hammers, they pick up Akashka and a Baron. Uh, so we got like a little bit, I mean, Kashka is obviously that early game. Baron is more of that late game here. Hero takes much more time to get built up. Um, and so Gangstars, we see their last two pickups are Gwen and Petal. Um, I think pretty standard pickups for both teams there, to be honest with you. Well, the Baron is something that's brand new for starting all over. He's never played this Baron, Baron before. Uh, Baron's also a late game hero, but what did we see starting build on Baron? Tension bow. Yeah, so this may be something that is brand new. I know Playoff Beard <laughs> loves Baron. It's like his favorite. So maybe Playoff Beard is like, holy crap, tension bow on Baron. Like, never thought of that because he is known as that late game. But um, this game ends at 10.30. And a tension bow Baron, holy cow, it was ridiculously scary. I don't think Gangstars respected the damage that came out of the, the rocket leap followed by two auto attacks with the tension bow paired up with it. Your health just Depleted. disappears. It Depleted. just disappears. And I was, you know, good for starting all over. One trick Ringo. He played Baron, who is maybe one of the hardest laners to really make successful. 
in these V, you know, the VGA, you know, we see Iraqi try to play sometimes. We don't see him have the best success. We don't see best Chuck really touch it at all. So, you know, starting definitely shows this may be a hero that we may see in this next coming weeks. You mean best Chuck, or I'm sorry, you mean starting all over is not a one trick uh, Ringo? No, he's not one trick Ringo. I think he's kind of proved himself. Yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty interesting, though. There was a lot of early game crashing for both teams. Not necessarily that Game Stars was really getting much done with that early game crashing compared to Hammers, but uh, a lot of early fighting. Um, Hammers was – I was really impressed, obviously, once again, with their turret dives. They were diving underneath turrets to get kills like it was nothing. They were balancing the aggro of the turrets so well. Um, Hammers takes uh, Game Stars second turret at the seven-minute mark, so I knew that this game was going quick. It was a fast pace, and it, the, the snowball just turned into the avalanche is what we say. So, Yeah, I mean, when you have a cash guy like that who kind of just – can go wherever she wants and have that movement speed and just really like, oh, you can't you can't get away from her. Even if you have skedaddle, even if you can, you know, leap away with a pedal, you know, Kashka stays right there on top of you, you know, paired up with a tension bow baron who can rocket leap and keep up with you as well. And that was a great, great draft by Hammers. Way to pull out an off not necessarily off meta, but when you build a tension bow baron, that's pretty off meta new to the scene. I bet some people were looking at it going, you doing Yeah that late game baron turned into a pretty scary early game yeah. so i hope other i hope this is the thing i hope this wasn't just a one deal thing and i hope people start playing attention bow baron all right so that's pretty much this sums up game one let's move on to game two here also a pretty quick game um gangsters on side a hammers on side b we see gangsters go ahead and dance out band out that lance when in my opinion they should have banned out that baron right away because they don't want to see that again but that's just me joking Anyway, Hammers get the Lyra, or I'm sorry, they ban out Lyra, and then Gangstars go ahead and pick up Adagio, and then Hammers pick up Glaive. Uh, the final bans coming through are Kestrel and Finn, and then Gangstars go ahead and pick up the Gwen, and they pick up an Ozo, which we haven't really seen much Ozo yet this patch. Um, Hammers finish up by picking up Akashka again, and then they also pick up Fox. Yeah, we saw Zeno play Ozo before. Played it kind of weird with like a storm crown and like an aftershock, which you know allows that cooldown. Um, but I've had some success with Ozo. I think he's pretty strong. Uh, he's not necessarily strong. It's kind of harder against Akashka, who can have that major big, you know, that movement speed and kind of be hard to stick on top of her and keep up with her. Especially when I think Akashka definitely out damages Ozo when he's kind of bouncing around waiting to land on that third bounce. By then, Akashka can either a lock Ozo down. Uh, you know, Kasha's not going to be wasting too much her, her ultimate on that uh, Gwen just because of the skedaddle coming out of her. But, uh, you know, Hammers, you know, T-Tigers on that Kashka, something that Kashka just needs to be banned away. It's just as rough to leave Kashka out there. She's really hard to deal with. Especially when you have Von Seer T-Tigers on that Kashka, they just can really, once again, like we saw in this game, snowball and start, you know, <clears throat> absolutely dominating. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, at one point, I remember looking down, Kashka was out farming the Ozo 19 to 3 on CS. So, obviously, Kashka, which I mean, we know Kashka is the early game hero, but to be out farmed that badly, it was, I think it was like around the three minute mark. So, basically, Xena or yeah, Xeno was getting one CS a minute on that Ozo. And that is not good to try to help counter to counter that early game from that Kashka. So, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think Gangstars really played that bad either one of these games. It's just that Hammers played so well if that makes sense. Like, they just came out and they were ready to dominate, and that's what they did. Um, I mean, they took this game in 13 minutes, so other than that, it was it was quick-paced, and 
before I knew it, Gangstars was playing for the third place match and Hammers was moving on to the championship. Yeah, Hammers against Team Mid. I was pretty interested to see this matchup. And I was like, oh, I mean, Team Mid, you know, they need to be, I would be thinking they're going to be taking that, you know, seriously trying to get that win and that first week show that they're still the dominant team. And it was just a pretty good series for TSM versus Hammers. This first game, we see TSM ban away that Glaive right away, which has been a very popular trend for TSM. They've been banning away Glaive right away, this first ban on the A side. Uh, Hammers, very they're very smart. They go ahead and ban away that Kashka. Don't want to see Vonsi on that. Uh, both healers get picked up. We get Lyra on Team Solo Mid and Adagio on Hammers. Second ban for Team Solo Mid is that uh, Lance, you know, another major CC hero that it's really can, you know, wreak havoc with those Githian walls, stunning people over and over. Uh, Hammers, we see them ban away that Taka because we see them pick up the Samuel next. So Taka is a huge counter to Samuel, and they kind of drafted into that pick. Uh, we see Hammers pick up that Samuel and Kestrel, kind of another poke little combination. Then we see Team Solomid, um with Chuck getting on that Gwen, and then we have Vonsi back on this CP uh, Sky. Yeah, obviously it's pretty interesting. I mean, we see all range heroes coming out here, so no melee. Um, diving into the game, first blood for TSM came at a minute 10. There's a lot of early game aggression. Um, TSM put a lot of pressure on Hammers, which I thought was interesting because normally, you know, Hammers is the one putting on the pressure, and TSM, I mean, sometimes they'll put on pressure. Other times they want to, you know, I mean, they're very particular on how they do their fights, and sometimes they'll stay back and wait for those late game heroes to come online. But, uh, Rotations by, by TSM, they were top-notch, I thought. Um, TSM got an ace at 10 minutes and took, uh, took down two turrets from it. So they, they were very good early game, very strong. Yeah, they're extremely decisive, and they really don't make moves until they feel like they're comfortable in doing it, which you know can be kind of a weakness. We see hammers that kind of took advantage of a slight uh, miscue, I guess, by Best Chuck and Von C., uh, Kestrel and Sam were just able to poke them out and you know maybe saw a slight turn coming out of them maybe they're going to start um, evening up the gold lead and coming back for hammers but uh, you know with CTSM they get the crack at you know the crack yeah crack I don't know if Kraken Hel Helga <laughs> what's her name Helga their name when we start calling them Helga instead of Kraken we see her uh, they see a picker up at uh, around 1630 and you know TSM really just took that advantage to have a good push to the Kraken and win the game against Hammers. And they looked great this first game. I thought it was going to be a 2-0 series, but uh, Hammers had another idea during this second game. Yeah, so moving into the second game, we got Hammers on A side, Team Solomid on B side. You see Hammers are where they ban out Lyra. TSM counters with banning out Glaive. They ban out that Glaive again. They are really not wanting to play against that Glaive. Uh, Hammers go ahead and pick up Lance, and then Team Solomid picks up that Adagio. Um, the next two uh, bands that come in, TSM bans out that Grumshaw, and then Hammers ban out that Gwen. They don't want best Chuck and A on that Gwen. So for the final two pickups, we got Hammers picking up that Kestrel, and then, ooh, we got we see Ringo starting all over, getting on Ringo again. So that was interesting to see. Um, Team Solomid finished up their comp with the Kashka and Baron. So maybe they were trying to take a page out of Hammers' book by doing the Kashka early game, and maybe I was hoping to see a tension bow Baron, but that's not what we saw from them. So and we did kind of see Chuck struggle on the Baron and not have as big a success as we've seen him on a Gwen. Uh, we saw, you know, Vox was still out there, so maybe Vox would in this case have that silence, that stun coming out of uh, that 
the cash repair with the Vox. But, you know, they went that barren. They want to have that early game, late game kind of combination. Yeah, so for this game two, you know, TSN, they get first blood at 230, kind of like we saw in game one. Not as early as game one, but they had that, you know, early game aggression. You know, Bonsi on that, that Kashka, they go ahead and take down uh, T-Tigers. You know, he struggles early on with not having as much damage to spit out and his, you know, his active camos are kind of his clutch setups, which we see him start setting up those active camos later on in the game. Yeah, there was one point he had a he had an active camo in – that's kind of the thing with uh, Von seeing that Kashka. He's run around all over the places. So if you can get those active camos set up in the, in the correct spots in the bushes and surprise Von C and with hit with those uh, active camos, it's going to absolutely delete him. You get a couple more glimmer shots off. Um, you can pretty much essentially just eliminate Von C from the fight right away and turn it to a 3v2. And we saw that happen at one point. Um, Hammers actually got to take down a turret, the, the second turret at 1130. Um, so, I mean, in their advantage that using that active camo to, to delete Fonsi, they did a pretty good job of it. Yeah, I mean, when you're, you're Crystal, a Kestrel, you can't use your active camo if you're taking damage. So, you know, if T-Tigers can kind of time when he's going to use his pouncy fun and jump in on top of him and get it off right before he jumps in, because though he can get that stun off against uh, Kashka, you know, he has a big advantage for T-Tigers and, he really had a great game on that Crystal Kestrel, and he kind of outplayed Bonsi on that Kashka during this game, which is not something that we see very often. Uh, we see Hammers, you know, they get that aggress- aggressive, take the Kraken, and, you know, Hammers pushes a crack with a Kraken and go ahead and win it like around minute 17. So we see a game three for this championship. Yeah, I was pretty excited to see game three. Um, so for the bands here, uh, we got Team Solomid being out that Glaive. So they've been out Glaive every single one of these games. I think uh, they don't want Chicken to be on the uh, – uh, Glaive, formerly known as Chicken123, so he had to change his name, too. Oh, yeah. You know, might as well, because Chicken123 is too much. So just Chicken, that that's <laughs> just makes it so much easier for casters. It's starting to sound like our government. Never mind. Never, that's, that's for a different subject. But anyway, moving on. Hammers, they go ahead and ban out that Lyra. Team Solo Med goes ahead and pick up the Adagio. Hammers pick up the Lance. For our next bans, we see Hammers banning out the Gwen. Uh, Team Solomid bans out that Kashka, so we won't see the Kashka early game aggression coming out this this match for the final matchup. Team Solomid then finish it out with picking up Sky and Ringo, and then Hammers pick up that Kestrel and Samuel. Yes, we see Vonsi playing a lot of Sky this first day. Uh, he's had mostly success. I still like him on maybe more aggressive heroes. Sky just, I mean, when you get a Frostburn for, or a uh, broken myth and you get a full forward forward barrage on someone it does a lot of damage and once you get late game you start getting your you know your rain what is her, her ultimate called rain from above or something death from above death from above that, that was rough rain from above death from above i mean that's it's, difficult so yeah i mean when von c is on that sky i was kind of excited to see how a sky would pair up maybe against the samuel you saw Samuel last pick, which I thought was smart because you didn't see an aggressive hero coming out of Team Solo Mid like that. Taco does a good job of countering the Samuel. And, you know, when Samuel can be safe and play against a comp that's not going to get on top of him, Samuel has a lot of success. Yeah. Um, I mean, we see Hammers, they take the first turret at the eight-minute mark, but I thought there was some a really interesting fight. We see um, Best Chuck NA and Flash X. Uh, all of Hammers is take, trying to, or attempting to take the gold mine, and Flash X and Best Chuck NA come in, and they make a great play. I can't remember who was low. Don't quote me on it. I think it maybe it was Lance was low, 
They come running in. They finish off Lance. The gold mine still had maybe, let's say, a quarter left of health. And they start doing damage onto starting all over in uh, T-Tiger. And at the perfect time, they switch, take the rest of the gold mine, finish off both of them. So in that amount of time, they came running in, took the gold mine. I think they got 290 out of the gold mine. I don't think it was 300, but close enough. And they get the ace, which that was a big that was a huge gold swing. I mean, you get the 300 plus the kills off of the uh, the bounties, which I know they're not as much, but still you get that gold that adds up. And uh, I think that was just a huge play for them during that that turnaround there. Yeah, I mean, you thought TSM was going to start maybe snowballing with that little mistake coming out of Hammers and maybe taking this game three uh, more in their side. But, you know, we saw two Tigers on the – the Samuel do a lot of work late game, and I think Samuel is a pretty scary late game hero that a lot of people are going to have to start, you know, looking out for. And, you know, a last pick uh, Samuel on side B is pretty strong when you're not being able to counter and actually pick up the right counter for that Samuel, in which that's what we saw show in this game. And Hammers had a lot of great fights late, and that allowed Hammers to actually take this game three and beat TSM to be the first week champion. I mean, they didn't even need to crack into spawn. I think they, they won in pretty much right at the 15 minute mark um so it was i was pretty surprised to see numbers they look really good this first week of the split um we'll see what they have to offer the rest of the split but i don't think that tsm is not going to be in the finals again so i know tsm will be practicing a lot this week to be able to come back and try to take that uh that championship crown for the next week all right so let's go ahead and give out our our mvp for this week um i guess let's start out with uh, you know start with the laner start out with the carry position the carry position so yeah pretty much was down between best chuck and starting all over uh i wanted to give it starting over just because of that tension boat baron was pretty impressive but i think uh best chuck over day one and day two was probably the most consistent whenever he was on that quinn you know we saw a lot of consistent plays coming to him and i think best chuck on gwen is you know, probably one of the most comfortable thing he plays and probably he always looks strongest when he's on that Gwen. So MVP for uh, the carry position on week one, a split two is going to go to uh, best Chuck NA from TSM. Bradley. Bradley. Well deserved. Okay. Moving on to <laughs> our uh, jungle position, we are going to give it to none other than T Tigers. Um, did a really good job. Also kind of like with best Chuck NA, uh, the consistency from day one and day two was there. He um, did very well for the Hammers team, obviously, like he normally does his early game aggression or being able to just, you know, finish out the fights and destroy the team. You take over. You're better at this. Yes, yeah, so seeing T-Tigers on that Samuel in multiple days, multiple games, uh, I think that maybe seeing something like a new com comfortable pick coming out of him. And instead of, you know, being on a pedal, you know, a, a Taka, seeing two tigers on the Samuel and using things like Frostburn, Eve of Harvest, Broken Myth, kind of like that normal um, Sky build is, you know, really strong. And we saw in that last game, two tigers kind of really allow starting all over to shine as well. And that those two as a pair, uh, two tigers look really strong. And that's why he's going to win MVP this first week of split two. So for our last one, we got uh, for our captain position, we're actually going to give it to none other than Lost Boy Toth. And the sole reason we're giving it to him is because he's in our intro. And because he's back in VGA, finally. He's back in the big leagues. Uh, Lost Boy, he makes a lot of great plays for Tempo, and we're really excited to see uh, you know, where he can take his team, whether if he's playing or if it's Polly, Polly, 
Polly playing. Uh, I think Lost Boy, no matter who he's on, you know, he plays really well. And I think he really is a game changer for uh, Selena and Hyde. And I think those three, uh, I think they'll be a, a great team going forward. Right. Should we end it here? Let's call it quits. This week sucked. They've heard enough of us. <laughs> the torture. It was so long. Trust me, next week will be much better. This week was a little bit, you know, obviously there was a holiday this weekend, so. Yeah, it was a long weekend. It was a very long weekend. Trying to catch up on the game since the holidays and the family events happening. But we will see you next time when we do our previews for week two of Split 2 of Vanguard 8. Cheers. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode 13 of Time for Rolling Esports. Um, coming up in the future, this week we will be releasing our predictions for weekend two of uh, Split 2 for Vanguard 8. Uh, this Split 2 is only three weeks long, so we have uh, three weeks of matchups, and then week four is going to be the challengers, and then we'll have the exciting kind of hype around the Unified Spring Championships will be... Uh, near the end of May um, over at time for rolling you know we have a lot of people producing a lot of great content so if you guys uh, want to check out any of that just check the show notes you know you can find Vanguard University VG minor our streamers there and then also you can find our other podcast time for rolling with Arvin and Bleco uh, you can also follow them on their Twitter page at time for rolling they do a lot of fun interviews with community members and it's just a really great uh, episodes all together um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode 13 and we'll see you later this week. Time for rolling.